Blog Talk Radio. They said you wouldn't make it so far. And ever since they said it, it's been hard. But never mind the night you had to cry. Cause you had never let it go inside. You worked too hard. You know exactly what you want and need. So believe. And you can never give up. Welcome. You are listening to Get Into It with Tina Conroy, and I am your host on Blog Talk Radio. Our phone line is open, and that number is 516-387-1936. I'm also going to be multitasking today and hoping to have the chat room open. If you want to leave questions in the chat room, it is through blogtalkradio.com. So please go there and find the show, and you can join the chat. Hello, everyone. I am so grateful always to be here with all of you. It is my third show, and right before the show, as I was dancing in my chair listening to my song, I just want to say thank you. A big shout-out to everyone. I want to reflect a little bit about the last two weeks. And with this show being about hope in the face of adversity, I think we really are being really challenged right now. If you look at the world right now, there's so much going on. We have so much happening in Israel and the flight of Malaysia. And so I just want to take a moment, as we do most shows, and just send out prayers and blessings. So if you can, take a moment to close your eyes, find a comfortable position, and take a nice, long, deep breath in, and exhale away. We're going to call upon the angels today to surround us, to bless us connect with us. We share prayers for healing the worldwide. I hold each and every one in prayer that's listening live and on the replay. And as you take a moment to connect to your heart center and connect to your breath, please send that shining light outward to the world, to all in need across the globe and close to home and connect to your personal intentions. And then slowly take another long, deep breath in and exhale away. Hello, everyone. I am so delighted and honored to have my very good friend, Tina Marie, on the show. The show, as we speak about hope in the face of adversity, she is the author of two books at this time, and the book we'll speak about today is Beyond the Immediate, How Faith and the Love of Baseball Saved My Son's Life. But I want to tell you a little bit about our relationship and how we met. I have known Tina about 20 years, so I'm really dating ourselves. And I met Tina on a Friday in Weight Watchers. Yep, in Weight Watchers. 
And our boys, Michael and Richie, were a couple months old. And we became close friends and fast friends really fast. And as the boys played and we met that first meeting and we continued to meet every Friday after that and beyond with playdates, and they crawled on the floor and played with toys, as we listened to nutritional eating and getting healthy and losing that baby fat, we just connected. That was it. And we did so much together. For so many years, we spent time together through moves, through changes, through some adversities in our lives. And as time went on, Tina went on and had another child, Danny and Emily, and I went on and had Hope. And just due to circumstances and changes in life and Tina moving to Arizona, we lost touch. But I never lost touch with her in my heart. She was a very, very special person to me. And then we reconnected. And I really, truly believe that the people that come in and out of our lives are like angels. And Tina truly is an angel. And I'll tell you a little bit about her background. Before I even go there, though, I want to tell you something that's so precious to me. Is that Tina is a mother. When I met Tina, what struck me so unbelievably was her love of being a mom. Now, we all have our own way of mothering and loving, and we love and adore our children. But Tina struck me so deeply. She was always so courageous. She was always so supportive. And she would do anything for her kids, anything. She was strong. She, was, she would voice her opinion. And having the amazing ability to write this book, to connect to her intuition through this very, very challenging time, Truly, she was able to really connect to being that powerful mom to protect our kids. And she, I'm going to bring her on the air, and I know she's going to talk a little bit about that as well. But that struck me so deep into my heart. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Tina, like I said, was a former New Yorker, and now she lives in Arizona with her three children. Her first book is Cooking with the Angels, Recipes from Heaven, and that's geared towards moms making precious and nutritious lunches. She is a spiritual advisor and has tapped into her intuition. She has a blog titled It's My Awful, Beautiful Life. And she also, as a spiritual advisor, is with chatwithyourangels.com. So she gives readings, angel readings, spiritual advisor, and she's an author. Before I bring her on the line, I want to pull a universal card because I know that we're going to be talking and conversing and having lots of fun. So I do want to pull that universal card for all the listeners. So I'm just blessing the cards, asking for guidance for the week. So universal card for the week. And I'm pulling from a different deck this week. I'm pulling from Wisdom of the Avalon deck. And we just pulled the hawk. So the hawk is messages. When you see the hawk, it reminds us to really connect to our intuition and to messages. So universal card for the week is the hawk. Notice how many hawks that you see during this week. Connect to your own intuition and many, many messages for yourself. So I'm going to go to the switchboard. And I know Tina is waiting online, so I'm going to get her on. 
Hi, Tina. Are you there? Hey, T. Yes, I am. Oh, awesome. It's like talking to of my Of course, best I'm crying girlfriend. now. Thank you so much <laughs> for that beautiful introduction. Oh, my gosh. This is like having just a party, like just talking to you. I love it. And I'm having a cup of coffee with my friend. Oh, I love it. I love it. I just had a cup of coffee. I think if I had any more coffee, I'd be jumping out of my chair. You know how I get right before I get on. Well, you were the person that got me started drinking coffee, so I thought it was quite <laughs> symbolic for me to have a cup while we chatted. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I love it. How are you today? You doing good? I'm great. I'm great. How good. are you, my friend? I'm really good. I'm really good and really good. excited to be with you. Me so, too. I just want to, I'm going to kind of ask, and we just want to have this conversation and just open up the conversation so everybody can kind of get to know you a little bit better and your intentions for writing the book and, of course, um, how Danny is today and, and how your life is today. So, um, how do you want to just introduce yourself? I did a little bit. If there's anything I missed, just kind of shout out to our listeners. Some people are probably going to be listening live and then later on the replay. Well, I just wanted to say, which I don't even know if I've ever told you this, but the first time I truly heard my angels, I will never forget this. I thought at the time, because I wasn't as in tuned as I am now, that it was just me thinking something or wishing something. But the first meeting I saw you at at Weight Watchers, when I was coming out to the car, we had the same stroller. And I went to, you were putting Michael's stroller in the car, and I looked at you, and a voice in my head said, you're going to be very good friends. Wow, it you never told me that. Thing. No, I never did, because I forgot about it until I started really listening to my angels, and I thought, that was the first time I ever heard that voice. And I remember thinking, well, that was weird. Um, and then, voila, the rest is wow. history. I love yeah. that. So I thought that oh, was kind of cool. Story. So cool. Yes. So awesome. Um, yeah, so. so that kind of leads me into um, talking about the voice in your head. So. Um, you speak in the book about your angels and the early part of the diagnosis and how, um, you know, how you heard that voice. Now, a lot of the people ask for me, and I know they'll be really interested to know, what's the difference between your intuition or just your thoughts? Like, can you help them out by... Well, you know, just like I just said to you about hearing that voice that day in the parking lot, I thought those were just my own thoughts. You know, I was a, a first stay-at-home mom, you know, out of the workplace, didn't have a lot of, of mommy friends, and I thought it was just kind of wishful thinking, which I think a lot of people think when they hear their intuition. They think, oh, that's just that's my imagination. That's just me, you know, hoping that that's what it is. But that day when I heard that voice say to me, don't – well, if you read my book, you'll read that – um I was playing with Danny's hair. I always kept my boy's hair, you know, really short, like very right. – my dad is a barber. It's very short. And Danny had just decided to grow his hair out at that point, and I was playing with his hair. He was sitting on my lap, and his dad was teasing him and saying, we're going to cut off that hair. And I said, leave it alone. Don't mess with it. And that voice came in my head and said, don't get too attached to his hair. It's going to be gone by July. Wow. And wow. I literally caught my breath, like, like what, what the heck yeah, why was, was I that? thinking like, that? Right, right. Yeah. And I was like, shut, like, I was telling myself, like, be quiet. Like, what are you thinking that for? What? And I remember thinking, like, I was very unnerved by it because that's not something you'd normally think to yourself. Right. And that was the first time I really realized, like, that was not my thoughts. That was, um, that was my intuition. That was my angels trying to prepare me for what was going to happen. And I, I mean, I'm not one, you know me, T, I'm not one to dwell on negatives, so I kind of just pushed it out of my head, like, well, that was just weird. Right, um, right. 
And then the next time I heard it was when he was going for his first MRI. Um, my ex-husband's cousin's son had been diagnosed with cancer at 10 months old. And when Danny was getting wheeled into the, the MRI tube, he was crying, and I was trying to hold back my tears. And I just started crying, and I thought, how does Donna do this? And mm. the voice came and said, you're going to find out. Wow. And that's when wow. I really, I was chilled. Like, I felt the chills, and I was like, oh, my God, I think he has cancer. Um, and that was the beginning of me getting to distinguish the difference between my own thoughts and my intuition. Right. Um, now right. it's as easy as breathing. You know, once you get in tune to your intuition, it's it's invaluable, you know. And, and I think everybody has it. It's that gut feeling. Like, there are times when you decide, I'm going to go this way to work today. And your gut tells you, don't go that way. And you go right. a different way and you realize there was an accident on the interstate or whatever that you avoided. And you realize, ah, look at that. That's your intuition. That's how you can tell the difference. Right. And you know what? Um, what I find, too, and, and I find this is a hard thing because, you know, I think it's also trial and error. For me, I find that if the times that you really, that really strong intuitive voice, that spirit voice, you know, your angels, and you didn't listen to it, and then you can look back and say, oh, that was my intuition. So it's almost like we have to fail a little bit here and there yes. to actually know. And I, cause I get this so much. People really think like, oh, it's a gift. And it is a gift, right. but it, we all have, you know, the gift. It's just a matter right. of really tuning in. And the more that we begin to trust it, the more that it, um, becomes part of our life. But I know even for myself, I mean, there are still times it's like, you know, I still go, oh, I'm not going to go that way. Um, like I had this the other day, I was driving around in my car and the rum there was this rumbling sound for like a week. And I was like, you know, on the Southern State Parkway. And if anybody knows the Southern State Parkway, it's not a place you want to get, you know, get in, you know, get pulled no. over or break down. And so you know, all of a sudden I was like, I've been driving for a week or two. I've been like, oh, it's okay. It's not a big deal. You know, I'm not going to do it. And then this like voice was like, you need to go to Sal. Sal is my corner, you know, a uh, mechanic today. And I was like, oh, I don't have the time. You need to go to Sal today. I mean, it did not stop. So I was like, okay, fine. And I, you know, drove <laughs> back home and I pulled in and I was like, Sal, you know, can you check the car whatever? And sure enough, he was just like, would you know that he, he was like, you're so lucky you came in. It was not only your like rotator and your brakes, but it was your stabilizer. I'm like my stabilizer. And not only is this funny because the car was of course, you know, shaking, but I didn't know it was shaking internally. And I've been so unbalanced in my life for two weeks. I'm like, no wonder. <laughs> so when he told me stabilizer, I was like, thank you, angels. I have been unstable. And this is just a physical, yes. you know, like, you know, this is how I live, right? We live like this too. We talk about this. Right. Yes. But it, absolutely, it's that it's that voice, and it's just keep trusting it and trial and error, and kind of also. And I believe, I believe the gift is learning how to tune into it, not so much having it because everyone has it. The gift is learning to listen to it and trust it. Yeah, that's the gift. Absolutely, which we can all unwrap whenever we want to. It's just a matter of taking that leap of faith. I mean, look at, I mean, not the cold, totally different call, but. 9-11, how many people did you hear that said, oh, I, I didn't go the normal way to work and I was late, or I stopped to get donuts for the, the office and I didn't go to work that day, or I called in sick. That was them listening to their intuition and it saved their lives. And right. I believe that, you know, I believe that wholeheartedly that everybody needs to find a way to tune into that, that voice in their head. 
I agree. I agree. And and like you said, and you said it absolutely, that everyone has it. It's just a matter of keep tuning in. You know, the people that are yeah. like, I don't have that. That's for special people or, or gifts. Right. It's a muscle that we can develop. And that's the one of the biggest premises of this show is to really to tune into your intuition so that your life is richer and you can connect to spirit and really tap into that to that you know connection. Um, right. And it's I mean it's such a blessing and and to feel that safety and that protection, knowing that it's almost like you know you're you're just in this cocoon because if you listen to your intuition, it will save you from a lot of. Now, granted, did it save me from having to deal with my son having cancer? Absolutely not. Things right, happen exactly. in your life. However, it did prepare me and give me the tools I needed to to deal with it. And luckily, right. Danny is that kind of child too. Danny is extremely intuitive and very tapped into um, to God and the angels and all of that wonderful stuff. Right, right. So that kind of leads me to God and the angels and, and saying God. And, um, you know, whoever's listening on the show, Tina and I will refer to God. So, but whatever wording you use for yourself um, is fine, of course. Um, you know, some people call divine, light, universe, the dude, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, so it kind of leads me to in the, in the, again, this is more of the beginning part of the story. You refer to the power of prayer. And um, you mentioned Father Gus. Uh, and prayer and prayer and and prayer healing and so maybe for our listeners can you they may not know what prayer healing is or can you talk a little bit about father gus and and that time well it's funny because father gus was a now i mean i'm i've stepped away from the catholic church i'm not so much involved in the actual religious aspect of it but at the time when my kids were younger i was extremely involved and father gus was a, a priest from india that was in our parish and he and danny connected very, very quickly, like um, Danny would just bring him pennies, and, you know, he wow. was just a very loving man. And he went back to India, and um, I called on Father Gus when, I mean, we had kept in touch, but I had called on Father Gus to, you know, when this happened. And he said a mass in India for Danny. Wow, and that was okay. the day we were finding out his diagnosis. And I, I'm telling you, T, as sure as I'm standing here today, the diagnosis was going to be Ewing sarcoma. There is not a doubt in my mind. But I had so many people praying for me and for Danny and for the diagnosis to be, you know, and some people say, oh, well, God didn't listen because he didn't pray. He didn't take away the cancer. You know what? It's not a perfect world. It's not a perfect world. And there are reasons for everything, um, uh, you know, that you know, he maybe he didn't take away the cancer, but there is not a doubt in my mind that that prayer changed mm-hmm. the diagnosis from Ewing sarcoma to lymphoma. Now, the right. difference is Ewing sarcoma would have probably cost my son his leg. Mm-hmm. And if you took away his leg and you took away his ability to play baseball, you might as well have just given him a death sentence. That's just not something that would have been okay with Danny. It would have changed our whole lives. Right. Um, the lymphoma was definitely an easier treatment which is still hard for me to speak and say out loud but it's true um i believe in the power power of prayer i believe that the more people that pray on a different situation i always laugh about it and you know i still have my sarcastic new york humor and i say (laughs) i think sometimes god's like oh dear lord just just shut them up just give them what they want because they will not stop like she just won't stop until i give it to her and I truly believe, like, sometimes God's like, oh, my gosh, I wish she would just be quiet. 
<laughs> but the more people that are praying and the more people that are, are advocating for it, I believe that um, heaven takes notice a little quicker. Right. And that's now, just so, my personal belief. So even even without even now and from you know from that period of time. So how long ago was it? Maybe we could just fill the listeners in from five years ago. It was okay, five so, years ago. Okay. And Danny has a birthday coming up, or did we? Or is it tomorrow? Please? He'll be sixteen. Tomorrow. Wow. And he was nine. Was he nine? Am I correct on that? He was he was ten, turning eleven. Okay. Okay, ten, turning right. eleven. Yes, he was ten, turning eleven. Okay. Now he turned eleven the summer of of his cancer ordeal. Ordeal. Okay. So would you say that this situation or that you became more prayerful and faithful or was there a period of time where you kind of were angry at God in the situation and you pulled back? Like, was there... Never. Was it that never? Wow. Never. Okay. Because you know what, T? I just felt, I feel, I am the type of person that I don't want to live in a world where there is no God. The thought of not having that that feeling of knowing that God has me, and he has me in my darkest hours, obviously. Um, There were blessings every day. There are blessings in everyone's life every day. And even during cancer, there were silly little blessings, like, oh, yay, we got the anesthesiologist we wanted, Mm -hmm. or, oh, Mm -hmm. terrific, Stephanie's our nurse today. You know, little things that you have to find the beauty in every day. Absolutely. Um, there's always someone worse off than you, and there's always going to be somebody that has something that you that you desire. But to blame God for for any of that, to me, is is selfish because I'm feeling like, oh, what? So what? I deserve it more than someone else? No, absolutely not. That's not. I believe we all have a path to walk, and there's certain things that will get you to through that path. In my opinion, Danny's ordeal helped both of us tremendously. Mm. Um, it helped us connect to each other. It helped us find the beauty in, in different things. And God was holding me in the palm of his hands every moment. There's yeah. not a doubt in my mind. So you really never did turn away from your faith? Never. never. My faith is wow. what got me. Without my faith, I don't even want to know. I'd be like one of the, I'd be a person, I'd be, you'd see me on the news. Right. I would be a crazy person. I just wouldn't, without my faith, I would not have gotten through it. Because so many people could have really turned the other way, which I believe people do, right? They say, you know, how how, how dare this happen? Right. And so they turn right. away, where for you it, it even got stronger and just more intense and loving and that creator and that connection. Um, well, it was more like, okay, God, we're here. What are, what, what are we going to do? Like, what, you know, how am I going to get through this? And I knew that he would give me, you know, there's that saying, thy will not mine be done. And it's God's mm. will. and. And it's not punishing. Like, my God is not a punishing God. I don't feel that that was punishing. There's a reason for everything. We all have a reason on this earth. And my feeling is Danny, God willing, will be an inspiration to a lot of people, not just fighting cancer, but just in general, for a way to live your life and a way to not let things get you down. Right, for just being the person that he is. Yeah. Right. So that kind of leads me to, you refer in the book, The Power of Prayer, and you say, when people say, pray for me, how important that is, um, what, what advice can you give to others, to the listeners, about when someone says, can you pray for me, or can you pray for that? You know, a lot of people, like my parents, it's the cutest thing. I was just in Florida. My mom, unfortunately, is battling lymphoma, the same disease that Danny um, had to fight. 
And I went in their room one night. They went to bed, and I went in. I didn't get to say goodnight, and I went in to say goodnight. And they're each on either side of the bed on their knees praying together. Aww. And it, it's just the sweetest thing in the whole wide world, and I love that they do that. However, prayer does not have to be so regimented. I think that a lot of us are raised to think, oh, okay, I'll pray tonight when I go to bed. Or, <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, I'll go pray at church on the No, you can pray. I pray all day. There right, is no, yeah, it's like, God, please help me get through this. Or, oh, <laughs> Lord, please just let me get there on time. Or, oh, let us be safe. Or, I, I pray without ceasing. I pray like I speak. And I feel like sometimes people need to get out of that outdated thought that prayer has to be formal and at a specific time and you have to do a whole ritual, you know, cross mm-hmm. yourself, uh, spray holy water, you know, <laughs> 500 things before you can speak to God. No, I speak to God right. the same way I speak out loud. I just, right. I speak all day to God. Um, right. And that is what I hope and pray that people will take away from this, if nothing else, is that you don't have to have a specific time. God wants, God's lines are always open and he wants to hear from you at any time for anything, but also never forget to thank him for your blessings. Right. You know, if right. you ask him for something, then say, thank you, God, for that, you know. Right. And it becomes a habit like anything else. Right. And um, also when people say, and when people say, you know, will you pray for me, I truly believe, which I know you do, that it might take two seconds out of my day and I will really, right. truly say a prayer. I don't, the thing is, is I'm such an advocate for when people say, can you say a prayer or pray for me? And right. everyone goes, okay. But then they don't really do it because again, they may think they have to write this, you know, do novenas. And I'm, you know, I love my right. mother-in-law right. past, and you know, my mother-in-law who's yeah. passed and yeah. she had hours and hours of prayer. I swear she should have been a nun, but thank God she was my mother-in-law because <laughs> I have my husband. Yes. But exactly. I <laughs> You know, I, you know these stories, novena after novena, and anyone doesn't yeah. know what a novena is. It's many, many prayers in the Catholic Church. And, oh, my goodness, what a dedicated, yeah. beautiful soul. But, you know, for me, my sometimes mother, it's my taking mother a moment. Spends, my mother spends two hours in the morning saying her prayers. And wow. finally, one day I said to her, Ma, God doesn't need you to say all those prayers. Just speak to him like you speak to anybody else. You don't have to say these, you know, this, like, and I, like you said, it's wonderful that they're so dedicated, but sometimes I feel like people miss, if, for instance, I was very guilty of it myself for many years. People would say, pray for me, or I'll say, I'd say to them, I'll pray for Hail you, Mary, or, and yeah. I would forget. But at right, this right. point, when somebody says that to me, instantly, I say, God, please take care of them, watch over them, keep, keep, you know, keep them in your hands. Right. And that's it. It's done in two seconds. Right, right, right. And, Just, and it does so much good, you know. Absolutely. And that changed my thoughts of it because I know that people were praying for Danny. I know that they were. And that, to me, changed that part of me, that when somebody does ask me to pray or I say, I'll pray for you, I say it immediately. Right. So tell me about, we're going to, I love this in the book. And, and again, can you just, I'm just, in case you guys don't have the book, it can be found on, is it, just tell them the publisher where they can find it, Tay. I'm going to try to post um, this stuff Lulu. on It's lulu.com. If you go okay. to lulu.com, um, you can order it direct through the publisher. Just search Beyond the Immediate. Um, but if you wanted a signed or autographed copy from me and Danny, you can go on my website, chatwithyourangels.com, and I will send it out to you directly okay. from me. So that's your choice. 
Okay, and I'm going to try to put that, again, I'm really trying to multitask here. I'm going to try to put that right on the Blog Talk Radio chat room. So if you guys are listening on your computer, obviously if you're driving, do not do this. But if you are listening on your, (laughs) please don't, you can go to the chat room, and um, I'm going to have that link. But can you tell us about, um, you mentioned in the book, My Five. You say My Five. You say that a lot in the book. Well, you know, have you ever heard somebody say, like, I can count on one hand how many times I've done something? Well, that just for some reason stuck with me and that, you know, people always think that they have, you know, you have to have tons of friends. And and I'm a very um, chatty, obviously, chatty and friendly person. And I have a lot of people in my life that think they are my friends. And that's not to say I don't care about them or I don't like them or whatever, but in my opinion, they're my acquaintances. They're not my friends. If I give you the title of being my friend, that means something to me. And I usually have five people in my life at any given time that I know I can call on at any time, day or night, and they will be there for me. Now, those five people have changed, obviously, over the years as I've changed. I don't even recognize myself sometimes. I'm so, I mean, T, think back when we, when we used to sit and have, you know, coffee together and, and things, we're just so different. Like you and I both are just so, we are so yeah. caught up in certain things that just don't matter anymore. Yeah, I used you to know, be caught up um, in like, you know, decorating my house and having, you know, tablecloth and uh, what was that? The, the little uh, placemats, everything had a match. I yeah. mean, oh my right. gosh. You know, I mean, I mean, it was a great time. That we, Oh, and remember, like, we'd be, like, so upset about what the boys would eat, and, oh, they didn't eat today. And, they, like, real, it's just, you know, it's just the different times in your life. Exactly. So, obviously, those five people do change, but there are certain people that, you know, you just know that you can count on no matter what. And people that know me, people that I call my friend, they know me, tr- like, sometimes a little too well. I'm completely honest and open. I'm a completely open book. But... That's the people that are closest to me. So that's what I mean when I say my five. Now, the five people that were my five people in the book, not all of them are still with me. You know, some of them, I'm, they're not around anymore. Life changes, people change, and that changes. Um, but that's, that's just what I mean when I refer to my five, the closest people. And that doesn't talk about my family. Like, my sister is my dearest best friend in the whole wide world, and God definitely gave me the best present in the world when I was born with her as my sister because without her, I would, you know, she would be my, my number one for everything. Right, That's right. not counting my family. That's just friends. Outside. Well, you can do a shout-out to Deb because I know she's on the chat room. She's being really quiet. So, hey. Hey, <laughs> Hi, Deb. <there>. Love you. <laughs> she's somewhere. She's somewhere out there in space. Okay, so in cyberspace. I'm- you're going to be really proud of me because I was able to put chatwithyourangels.com and it's my Look awful, beautiful life blogspot. I know. I'm getting good. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> can you believe Thank the you time so is going? Oh, you! it's going to be cool because people can actually go and actually see something, which is really cool. Hopefully they get on the chat room. So, yeah. so now I'm going to move to, I know this is a, another challenge in your life, and I know we're not going to talk too much about it, but in the same lines of your intuition, you talk about, I think it started around page 52 you mentioned in the book. So if anybody has the book, you talk about your marriage and the distance during the ordeal and what was happening up until then. Can you speak about when did you get honest with yourself that you knew that 
Like, I guess. Honestly, I got honest with myself the September before Danny was diagnosed. I was another time that my voice came into my head. We were on a cruise, and normally in the past, family vacations were always a time that my ex-husband and I would, would definitely connect, and my kids used to refer to it as vacation daddy because he was a different person when we were on vacation. So things had been really bad. for. I mean, T, come on, we hung out. Did you ever know me to be happy in my marriage? No. 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 But I you wasn't. know, at that okay, time, so, and I think at the time with, like, small kids, they're like, okay, you're going through the motion. You're like, you know. Right. Right. Exactly. But, I mean, never, I mean, my sister can definitely, I mean, yeah. from even before I was married. I probably should never have gotten married. But everything happens for a reason. I have three beautiful children. I have no regrets. I don't live my life with regrets. But at this point, things were really, really bad, and I was like, okay, maybe this vacation will, you know, help us. But I remember I went out, and I laid on a lounge chair, and I was surrounded by people, and I was feeling so sad because I was like, I don't have any of this. And I was praying, and I said, God, please, I can't, I can't live with this man for the rest of my life. And the voice came and said, you're not going to have to. Wow. And it uh, freaked me out, and I was like, what the heck? But I got this peace over me, like, okay, God's going to work it out. However it's going to work out, it's going to work out. And then when Danny got sick, you know, I had started then to think of, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to, I've been a stay-at-home mom. How am I going to, you know, find a way to support myself? And what am I going to do? I'm going to have to leave the house. He's not going to leave, you know, all that stuff. And um, and then when Danny got sick, part of me did think like, oh, maybe this is going to bring us closer together. You know, sure. maybe this maybe this is what's going to, no, it was not to be. It just was okay. not to be. And some people say, oh, did, did him being sick, you know, tear you? No, it did not tear us apart. It had, I mean, you've been my friend for 20 years. You were completely honest. I was never happy in my marriage. I just wasn't. Um, my son's cancer had nothing to do with that. And I get annoyed when people say that because I never, ever want my son to ever feel that that had anything to do with it. And it did not. Um, right. You know, but then after he was better and, and diagnosed in January 2011 on New Year's Eve, I said, that's it, Tina. This is the year. January mm. 2012, you're filing for divorce. I don't care what you have to do this year. Get your book out there. You know, write, do whatever you have to do, but you mark my words, next January you are filing papers. And wow. You know, that was a really big year because that whole turning over, they talk in the vibrational universe from 2011 to 2012, that was a whole change from the, um, you know, Piscean age, to the Aquarian age. Am I getting that right? I think so. And that whole shift of feminine energy. And I remember being in India for New Year's on that day. We flew down, you know, we flew down December 2011 and... Um, it's changed, you know, to 2012. And I remember being in New Year's in India thinking like, wow, this was something big just happened. So, yeah, I think it definitely was a shift. You know what I mean? For See, I didn't people. even know that. Isn't that funny? You, you didn't know that? <laughs> I didn't even know that. There you yeah, go. It See? The same time. Yeah, it was exactly. So we were like, you know, vibrationally really in sync, you know? Yes. Um, so what, what advice, so kind of moving back to, um, empowerment and encouragement. And, you know, I talked about how strong, you know, not only your faith, but about how protective you are as a mom. What advice can you give parents going through this and advocating for their children? Because that, it just seems so challenging to really have to discuss, you know, to work with the doctors and the profession. You know what? It's very hard, especially I think as women, we are people pleasers. 
we don't want anyone to look at us as the B word. We don't want anyone to think that we're being rude or nasty or um, any of those things. When Danny was born, actually, um, he had an infection in the hospital, and he had to stay an extra week. And at the time, um, it was St. John's Hospital in Smithtown. They were going through all these kind of lawsuits, and they were being extremely protective, covering themselves. And they were not going to let my son leave the hospital. They, they, I just kept wow. not getting an answer. And I went, I, I, that's it. That's when I started advocating for my son. And I got him home that day. Um, I was like, that, this is not acceptable. Like, I'm just going to walk out of the hospital with him. You're not giving me any reason why he can't come home. Um, that was the beginning. And little did I know that was foreshadowing what was going to happen, you know, 10 years later. But my biggest advice is you're not there to make friends. I'm not saying you have to be nasty to people. Absolutely not. There's no reason to be nasty unless someone does not hear your voice. Um, you're, you're, those children were given to you by God to borrow while we're on. They don't belong to us. They belong to God. And it is your job as a parent to do what's right for them to the best of your mm-hmm. ability. Um, and... I went, I mean, I went against what the doctors told me to do. At one point, Danny was going to throw out the first pitch at an Arizona Diamondbacks game. And the doctor right. told us the day before, you know, no, he can't do it. Unless he's throwing it out virtually on the Wii, he's not doing it. And Danny looked at me and hey, I hold on. Are shook you, my head. I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Are you walking around? I just no, lost. I'm sitting. Oh, okay. All right. All of a sudden, I got like okay. a little wave. So hopefully the listeners can hear that because all of a sudden on my okay. headset. Um, oh, Okay. Okay, now you're um, good, you're good. All of a sudden you came in and out, okay. so just checking, yeah. And Danny okay. just looked at me with, like, fear in his face, and I shook my head at him, and I said, okay. <laughs> and I did it anyway, because I right. knew in my right. heart that God would protect him and that this was something was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I was not having him miss that. Um, you, you have to remember that doctors are not God. They're not perfect. They make mistakes, and you, as their parent, know them better. And you need to voice your concerns. You know, even like right now with my parents, I was just down in Florida meeting with my parents, my mom's doctors. And, you know, my parents are like, oh, I don't want to ask that. Like, I don't mm. want to bother them. Right, so now for your not mom, only yeah. Your children, you, you need to advocate for everybody that you love, you know. Right. And uh, it's just something that you need to be comfortable with. And it doesn't matter what they think of you. What, pe- what other people think of you is none of your business. They can think mm-hmm. whatever they want. You have to do what you know is right in your heart. Yeah. I mean, I love in the book where I believe, I can't remember now, like, how many procedures and what you had to wait for. And one of the nurses was like, well, next Wednesday. And it was, like, Monday of oh, the yeah. prior week. And you're like, oh, no, that's not going to happen. I was laughing so hard because I could see Because you could scene. see me doing it, too. No, completely. I completely see the scene like, uh-uh. Right? Like, I can see the whole, and I can see that New Yorker coming out in you. And I'm thinking, oh, "Oh, Arizona had nothing on you. (laughs) Danny still talks about that day. I will never forget it. He was, I mean, here he was, 10 years old. He was, I was holding him like a baby. He was wrapped around me. His legs were wrapped around me, and I was holding him. And I was glaring at her over his shoulder, and I said, you run along and you find a, a quicker appointment. That's not acceptable. I'm not waiting two weeks. Right. I said, the doctor said he would get him in this Wednesday, not next Wednesday. And she looked at me, and I said, go ahead. And I gave her, oh, my gosh, the death look. And Danny pulled his head away from me, and he looked at me and goes, you scared her, Mama. 
it's like, I oh love yes, it. that's right, I, I did. Love it. I love it. And then like you like the you talk about the protective, you know, being a protective lion or like for, with the cubs. So I love yeah. that. It's so good, so nurturing. So tell us about oh. Danny today. Tell us about Danny today. I want everybody to know that there is, you know, a beautiful ending. This story. This is just, you know, we're he's going to be sixteen tomorrow. So tell about oh, sixteen. My baby. I know. I can't um, believe it. You know, I, not because he's my son. Anyone that knows him will tell you this. Danny has something about him since birth that draws people in. He is such an amazing human being. Not not just he's just amazing. He's positive, he's kind, he's loving, he's nurturing. He's um all these things. And it's funny because my son credits cancer for making him that way. Mm. He says that it changed his life. It changed you know, he was naughty when he was little. He was a scotch. You know, um, he was always, you know, mischievous. And cancer, he said, Mom, if I didn't have cancer, I don't know that I would be the way I am today. Wow. And he even said to me, I wouldn't change that summer for anything in the world because wow, all he's the good so things that came amazing. out of it. He's wow. amazing. He's yeah, just yeah. amazing. And, um, you know, and I, 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 I hate to sound like just like I'm bragging about, but he, he's amazing. He's just an amazing person. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he looks at all the benefits, and he's the one that had to go through it, you know. And then when he went down to Florida and he saw his grandmother, he came to me and he was crying. He said, I wish I could do it again for her, Mommy, so that she didn't mm. have to go through it. Aww. And that just broke my heart because who does that? What kid? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah. he's. He's just special. He is just special. Um, and he is, still has dreams of playing Major League Baseball. And I was at a game one day, and I looked up at the scoreboard, and I got chills all over my body, and I thought, my son's name is going to be up there someday. Very cool. And there's no doubt about it in my mind that he will, he will live out his dreams because he just won't accept anything else. No, um, he's a junior, going to be a senior he's in high a school. Junior, yes. Next, okay. no, next Monday he starts. He'll starts his junior year. Okay. My sister just wrote on the um, on the chat room charisma that Danny has charisma, Aww. and that is true. That is very true. She used to say he was movie star handsome. That's what she used to say about him when he was little. Um, but he does. He has charisma. There's just an an air about him, and and he's very much like me. He has his few close friends. You know, everybody thinks they're Danny's best friend, but Danny has his few friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most of the ones that were with him during cancer, um, and he just—he's just a very spiritual, and he definitely follows his intuition. Now, um, do you still do you still call him Dan the Man? <laughs> I love yes, that. Yes, I do. Dan oh, the I Man. Love that. D- well, or DTM for short. Um, oh, I, oh wow. <laughs> DTM for short. Yes, That's Dan awesome. the Man. Um, awesome. But he is. He's he's amazing. He's just an amazing human being, and I'm very proud and blessed to have him as my son. Now, did he ever, did he know about you writing the book, and was he okay with it? Did he support you? Was he nervous? Did he think? Oh, he used to there? nag me. Mom, are you writing the book? Mom, are you writing oh, the book? Oh, good. Okay. Because some know kids what, might not I'm want that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I was waiting to publish it. I was like, Dan, I need you to read it and make sure that you're okay with it. And he started, he read the first three chapters. He said, Mom, I can't do it. I can't read it. He's like, oh, right. I can't, I, did, I don't want to know, I can't, I'm not ready to know what you went through. I already know what I went through. I can't know what you went through. I can't do it. He That's said, so just publish true. the book. It'll be fine. 
Um, and I, I mean, I think I was pretty respectful about certain leaving certain things out that I didn't want to embarrass him. Um, you know, and I think I was, I was pretty okay with the way I handled it. Um, I hope I was because he still hasn't read it. He still hasn't read it. And it was funny. His friend was reading it the other day and he's like, dude, I feel like your, your mom's talking to me while I'm reading this. And Danny's like, I don't want to read it. Like Danny's like, I can't, I don't want to hear it. Like he just couldn't do it. And I love um, with all the pictures. I love, you know, actually having the physical book in my hand was so great because I, I love to look at the pictures and, you know, and just to really, you know, acknowledge that, you know, how far. And then to see him, I love that cover because it shows him, you know, oh, I love then the and cover. now. My sister, and my sister designed the cover. I have to give her props. She, I gave her the pictures and she did it. And um, I love, I love the cover. It just it came out so he, great. Well, when it came, the, my first copy came to me. I was sitting at the pool, by the pool in Florida, and if you read my blog, um, one of the, the day that it happened, it, I held that book in my hand, and my whole life changed. Something changed inside of me. Because mm-hmm. um, it's been five years that I've been writing this book, but it was very difficult because there were times when I was so happy, and writing, going back there, it was hard to go back, you know? Sure. Like yeah. I had all my notes in my journal and everything, but for me to actually physically go back and live it, so that I could write it, it was depressing. Um, right. So it, it took, it, that's why it took five years. But there's well, I can imagine it's really hard to kind of go back and put yourself back. You know, you're such also so clairsentient, and if everyone's listening, that's a feeling. So you feel a lot. And to go back and yes. to actually relive it, it's like it must have been really, could be really painful. So, you know, yeah. you must Especially have had to pick it up. Especially because some of the and, stuff I did forget. You know, you mm-hmm, do forget. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And I had to remember it, and that wasn't fun. And then my last question, because you're not going to believe we have like 14 minutes left, and I knew this was going to happen, oh but <laughs> I know. Um, my last question is, have you have any thoughts or Danny helping other families or organizing a program to help other families with this? Or is this just, I mean, you do this just as being who you guys are as it is? Has well, he, Danny I, had spoken about starting a camp for kids at, when he gets older, like a baseball type of camp. Oh, um, wow. Okay. I have... When I, if you read the book, when we were going through it, um, there was a friend of mine, she organized a tournament, uh, a baseball tournament for Danny yeah. called Homers for Hosek. And we uh-huh. had said then that we were going to start it, like doing that every year and giving the proceeds to a, a family that was affected by cancer. But just like Danny's not ready to read the book, he's not ready to go to that place yet. And I have to respect sure. that. Absolutely. But now with my mom being stricken with lymphoma again, I feel like God is pushing me to like, okay, it's time. So I am going to start reaching out to the Lymphoma Society, at not, maybe not with Danny, but myself, to, to help maybe um, other parents going through it. I want to do the light the night walk that's in November. Mm-hmm. I've been saying that for five years, but this year I'm going to do it. Um, yes, in time, I definitely think it's part of our path. To um, to help others who are dealing with it, um, right? And maybe I could help be a voice for a mom who's not as strong as I am vocally, right? You know, to maybe help her advocate for her children um, or her child. And um, yeah, so that is definitely in the plan down the road. Good, yeah. So we, I am looking at the switchboard. So what anyone who is listening right now, if uh, I think what I'm going to do is for me to pick you up, you need to raise your hand. 
So I believe, let's see, I have, so T, let, we had talked about um, whoever was on the show. I'm going to get some, I did have somebody drop off. They were from your area code. I'm not going to say their number because it is a public It was probably um, my daughter. It was probably my daughter. Okay, okay. So that number drops off. So it was from your area. This is from my area code. And let's see, 3885. I think their hand is up. So let me get them on the line. And if I could maybe take their information privately, I'm learning all these new things. Um, you wanted to give up, uh, give a reading and have them do it yeah. reach you through email or we'll, we'll get her on or get him on. So let me just get do that now. So okay. 3885, I'm going to put you on the air. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hello? Who am I speaking with? Hey, it's Terry. Hey, Terry. Tina, how are you? Hi, Tina. Hi, Tina and Tina. Tina, what an amazing story. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. What an amazing you. story. Yeah, you know, I had a niece that went through cancer at about the same age and lost um, her leg. And See? I can definitely relate. But what a beautiful story! Yeah. So and how is your niece well. today? How is you your know, niece today? She she has a prosthetic leg, uh, but she is so happy right now. She's managed. They didn't know if she'd be able to have children because she was so young with all the chemo. But she has two beautiful children. She's married. She is so happy. God she bless. So happy. See, and yeah. Terry, that's the reason for the title "Beyond the Immediate," mm. is because while Danny was fighting cancer, I wasn't necessarily concerned about the cancer as much as it is the after effect and it still worries me whether or not he's going yeah. to be able to have children and granted yeah. is that the worst thing in the world no it's not but no. you know it's the things the effects on their body that you don't think about it's beyond the immediate i'm so happy to hear that god bless her yeah yes and you know what it was really rough growing up as a teenager with a leg and she hid so sure. much of her feelings and a lot of it is just she's in her 20s she's young for having children but now it's like she embraced life so fast after that but now Absolutely. a lot of it's just coming out. You know, on Dancing with the Stars, when they had the dancer on there, forget her name, she was like yeah. Amy. so she happy to see that. And it really just made her come out so much more. You know, and I can appreciate you being an advocate in the hospitals. I've been doing that with my mother, and I agree with you. You really, it's you're exhausting. not a friend. You've got to stand up. It is exhausting. Yeah. So congratulations on your book coming out. That's just awesome. Well, thank really you so awesome. much. Oh, thank you so yeah. much for sharing that story. Yeah, I'm so very good. Thank I'm, you. I'm still trying. I'm still trying to work the switchboard, Terry. So I'm like, is that a hand up? Is that not a hand up? So I'm sorry if I put you on. I see like a blue line, like a blue question mark. So Tina is um, giving free reading. So I will personally, since I I know your info, I could just give her your email, and then you guys can connect that way. This way, I don't want to do it like on the live air. That would be great. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Sure, absolutely. Yep. Thank okay. you, and thanks for getting that message out. Nice show, Tina. Very good. Thanks, Terry. Have a great day. Love okay, you. Okay, sure. Okay. Bye, Terry. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Okay, T, we're back. So I don't see okay. anybody else on the switchboard, which just may mean that so many people, obviously, we're working with time frames. Um, sorry, time, uh, you know, I'm Eastern. Yeah, what time is it there in Arizona? Where are you? It's what time almost is it? 11. Okay. It's 11 o'clock. Right. So I'm sure we're going to hear a lot of people um, listen on replay. And I'll ch I'm going to jump to the chat room. I feel so fancy here. Let me see Look if anybody you. left You're anything. You're all over the place. I, I My don't friend, know. My professional radio lady. <laughs> I don't know how I'm multitasking, I have to tell you. So well, you know what? Just I just chat. have to interject something for the people Please that do. are in your area. Um, 
when you did Reiki on me last summer, that was my first experience with Reiki, and it changed my life. You are such a magical healer, my friend. Um, what a blessing you are to anyone that comes in contact with you. And uh, you're just amazing. That that literally, that Reiki changed my life. It was amazing. And you are Thank so you. talented and gifted. You're Thank very welcome. You. Thank you. I, you know what? I forgot that was your very first experience. Oh, I wow. tell everybody that changed my life. Amazing. It was crazy. Amazing. It was crazy. Thank you for that. So there is, we have guests on our chat room, but they're, they're kind of quiet. So I'm going to just go back to, yeah. So, okay. So it's just, it's just us. And um, how about if we just close the show a little bit, T, you and I will just, I'm going to lead everybody into um, a gentle prayer and um, just keep continuing to send out blessings and prayer and light. And of course, we're going to send Danny a amazing, amazing 16th birthday tomorrow. So we will hold him in prayer and all of you. So everyone listening, if you can go ahead and close your eyes again. And take a nice, long, deep breath in. And exhale away. And calling upon our angels, Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, to work with us, through us, and in us. We ask for healing, and we hold each and every one in prayer. As we send out our light, and it shines so brightly, the people that are close to us, and the people that are very distant, that we don't even know. May this world be a better place. May our light shine we hold and support and thank, always in gratitude and always for the highest good. And any personal intentions that you may have, please bring them to mind. And as we send light out, we imagine the earth, the world, the universe connected with light from our heart to their heart and beyond and so it is amen namaste and you can slowly come back well, thank you T so much I am so grateful this has been so much fun and a pleasure to have you well thank you so much it was a pleasure to be with you and spend an hour with my friend I know and our cup of coffee So thank thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and uh, we will find you more in the chat room, and I'll make sure to get information to Terry. If you're in the New York area, again, you can find me at practicebodymindsoul.com. My email is tina at getintoit.net, and I would love to hear from you. Have a fantastic day. Angel blessings. Bye-bye. They said you wouldn't make it so far And ever since they said it, it's been hard But never mind the night you had to cry Cause you had never let it go inside You were too hard